Welcome to The Veteran Doctor. This podcast is for anyone interested to improving their knowledge on veteran-centric topics. Veterans have dedicated their lives to serving our country, so now it's our turn to serve them as they transition back into their civilian lives. We have discovered that there is a lack of knowledge on the availability of resources and how to properly navigate the systems available to veterans when they transition out of the military service. This podcast's purpose is to help bridge this gap of knowledge and guide veterans to resources that they so deserve. The Veteran Doctor is hosted by Dr. John Heinzelman, who has a master's degree in sports and performance psychology and a doctorate in psychology where he specializes in research. He is also a retired Army Airborne Infantry veteran with 22 years of service. So sit back, relax, and enjoy The Veteran Doctor. Good afternoon, veterans, family, and friends. Welcome back to the 18th episode of The Veteran Doctor. On this week's episode, we have some special guests who are visiting visiting today to discuss MVP, merging vets with employers. So stick around for some exciting stuff. All right, we're really excited today. We have Bruno and Isaac. Welcome, Bruno, Isaac. Hey, John. How are you guys doing? That was in stereo. I like that. I like it. We're Marines. We're, we, we stay in step. We're in sync. All right. That's, that's good. Right. All right. So uh, how's MVP doing? Doing great. All right. That's so uh, pretty fantastic. Yeah. I like it. I like it. I want to, uh, wanted to get you guys in here today to talk about MVP. Um, what I'd like to start out with today was just to get some intros from you two. And tell us a little bit about Bruno and Isaac. Uh, Bruno, go ahead and take it. Right. Yeah. So first of all, John, thanks for, for having us. It's uh, it's great being here. We got a little bit of history uh, back in 2017. We worked together for a little while. So it's a, it's really cool just watching watching you grow in the veteran community and everything. So thanks for having us here. I uh, served in the Marine Corps from 2001 to 2008. Uh, did one deployment overseas to Iraq for the for the push with 1st Marine Division. And then uh, I was a combat instructor. Then I got out in 2008. Uh, in the family, my dad was like, hey, everybody goes to school. So I decided to go to school after after many nights of being out uh, out in the Las Vegas Sin City uh, environment. And I was like, yeah, I got to do something with my life. So I did. I went to school and uh, graduated in 2017. With uh, I had a, a bachelor's in, in psychology and a master's in social work, and uh, throughout that time I've been doing a lot of veteran advocacy, a lot of legislation. Traveled to Washington D.C. many times to to advocate for uh, veterans' education specifically and for the state as well. I did a lot of work with Student Veterans of America. I uh, still volunteer with them uh, every year. They keep inviting me to, to be a mentor for them for their leadership institute. I don't know why, but <laughs> I'm still there. So They must like you. Yeah, I think they do. <laughs> and uh, passed a couple of bills here in the state of Nevada, wrote a couple of them and, and passed them for, for veterans' education. I just think that veterans get 
Yeah. When we get educated, we do really good things. So, um, got a family, live here in Vegas, uh, two girls, a wife, and uh, yeah, two dogs, and yeah, a, a bull terrier. That's that's a little bit about me, man. <laughs> I like it. All right. Hi, sir. What about you? Awesome. Uh, thank you, Bruno. Uh, about me, I'm a, let's see here. So first generation American, I was a born raised here in Las Vegas, Nevada. One of the few, <laughs> also still the proud. Nice. As I joined the Marine Corps in 2005, uh, I made that decision to become a Marine in seventh grade. Uh, I knew that's what I wanted to pursue in my life. I uh, got out in 2012 from a couple injuries received in combat, uh, shoulder instability stuff. Then uh, kind of got out, decided I was gonna take some time off, not do too much told myself I'd give myself a month off that turned into about two years before I realized that I had just gotten couch locked and just stuck in my own ways and uh, started pursuing education after that got into sound engineering and audio production for a few years I was about to finish a degree when the school that I was attending to lost its accreditation and was closed on me so it was uh, three classes away from finishing my bachelor's <clears throat> but uh turns out to be a blessing in disguise through that I, I stumbled across MVP in 2017 and um I was fortunate enough to start off as a member and then, uh, you know, make my way into staff after a year of uh, volunteering with the organization and stuff, trying to help build it out here in Las Vegas. And uh, little did I know that I get to be a part of something so magical and, and so uh, great. And uh, now I just, you know, I balance my life with, uh, I'm a single father of two little girls. Um, you know, I was try trying to reestablish this new purpose identity myself and to use these kind of lived experiences to help others, uh, you know, not have to suffer and endure as much as, you know, that I felt that I went through when I was probably at my worst. Um, and now I get to use my lived experiences to, to help others. Nice, nice. That sounds cool. I like it. Um, sounds like all our stories are really similar, which is kind of the point in MVP, is taking veterans that have similar stories and going through challenges through their life and bringing them together. So, well, let's talk a little bit about the history of MVP. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so Nate Boyer and Jay Glazer founded MVP uh, back in 2016, I believe. Uh, Jay, he was he's he is a sports commentator. Uh, I think he commentated on on uh, Bellator and a couple other different places. He's at Fox Sports now. I'm not a huge sports fan, so this is where this is where I'm gonna get my ass handed to by, by Jay. But that's all right. <laughs> But uh, he he does he he re what he did was what both Nate and Jay did right they 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 took a step back and and they realized that there's two groups of of people that have very very uh, a lot of very good similarities and that is having a warrior mindset and also transitioning and that's combat veterans and professional athletes. Uh, we we either leave the military or we leave our sports and kind of lose the team. We we lose a lot of things, and uh, so MVP is what we what we attempt to do, and I think we do it very well. Is that we we bring that team aspect back with this warrior ethos, uh, and and so that's how they created it. Uh, these these two guys and Nate Boyer is our executive director. And uh, that, that is part of the history of how it was founded by, by them seeing, having the, the foresight of being able to see what's going on 
uh, in in the community with two different populations that 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 are very dear and near to their heart. Nate Boyer is a, a former Green Beret, and he he played for the Seahawks uh, for for a little bit. So he's he fits under both realms of professional athlete and and a combat veteran. Um, so uh, yeah, they they created this program, and it, it's really taken off. Yeah, uh, to add to that as well. So actually, I believe it was um, Susie Landoff, our uh, clinical director or clinician. Uh, it was her uh, grandson that actually gave the idea to Jay and Nate as they were discussing and realizing that uh, both these uh, populations were struggling a lot of the very same uh, struggles and, and issues that uh, the combat veteran or the, the people in general face with PTSD. And uh, they decided, hey, like you, you can fit both. We can merge these two categories together. And this uh, young man had uh, he had cancer, uh, recommended this, and from there they took that, created their vision, and now here we are with MVP and stuff. About five years later, six chapters now with the seventh opening at the end of the year as well for uh, for Dallas coming. Um, it's really exciting, definitely. Nice. I like I like it. So. Just to add on to that, their mission statement for MVP is that MVP empowers combat veterans and former professional athletes by connecting them after the uniform comes off, providing them with a team, a new team to assist with transition, promote personal development, and show them they are never alone. That really encompasses everything they do. So let's get into the, the nitty gritty here. What does MVP actually do as far as when you get into getting together? I would say, uh, in short, we're peer-to-peer support. And what we do is we create an environment uh, where we can allow ourselves to to really process uh, our new uh, position in life and the identities we seek to create for each other. And uh, one great thing I like about MVP is that we meet our participants where they're at in their journey. Uh, versus trying to get them at our level right from the get-go. Uh, so myself having to gone through a lot of uh, hardships in life, realized that it's not always so easy to, you know, what worked for me may, may not work for others and stuff. So uh, having when you're received at where you're at in your life, I think that makes a huge difference of how willing you are to uh, seek out any extra care or for yourself or for others. Um, the other aspect of it, too, I think, is the... Um, support network that comes with us of just rebuilding that confidence and uh and knowing that hey you're not alone you're not and i don't mean this in the wrong way you're not so unique that your that your experience is, is one of a kind and stuff like that and that you can genuinely go somewhere and process this information without being judged uh where the, the individuals there genuinely want your uh are, are very sincere and authentic in your healing they don't want they don't seek anything from you other than for you to be successful in your way, whatever that may be. Right. I know I've actually gone to a few MVP members or meetings and I've enjoyed them. Um, and a, a unique thing that I noticed was that um, we're all been through our own way of transitioning out of the military. And what I found um, is that everyone has had their own experiences and their own unique ways they've gone about it. And they've all been through challenges um, and how athletes have been through the same experience. And that is so unique in my eyes is that how these two groups have gotten together and shared how they've each 
gotten through it or are still getting trying to get through it and trying to share all these experiences and basically they're they're helping each other by sharing the resources and sharing the experiences and sharing all that stuff and being that support group and that's the very unique in itself yeah absolutely i i, I mean just to tell you a little bit of 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 how when i saw the magic i mean my when I was first contacted back in 2017 to to uh, become a part of, of MVP uh, from a mutual friend, um, uh, you know, he called me. He's like, hey, this group is, is starting up in Vegas. You do a lot of stuff with veterans. It'd be great if you join. And uh, he told me the concept. And I was like, well, just uh, I, I get it. I, I love the idea. And, uh, you know, we're going to team up with professional athletes and and uh, I, I don't know what they're, you know, I, I, to put it blunt, bluntly, I was like, well, I don't know what they're complaining about, man. They're professional athletes. They're on the big screen. They make all this money and all this other stuff. Uh, but then when I sat down and just really got to, to get to know these people, uh, uh, that's when I realized we're, we're two different groups in two different arenas, but we, we have the same mentality. We have the same warrior ethos. And we have the same spirit. Very uh, A-driven. Yeah, 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 exactly. And and it was one of the things that I that I often used to talk about with, with with a lot of veterans is that you know we often say, well, nobody gets us. We're combat veterans. This, that, the other, and and then we often are reluctant to to share some of our stories. And, and I get why, you know. Uh, but then here's here's an opportunity for us to share our stories. Uh, with professional athletes and for professional athletes to share their stories with us and it really opens up uh, our perspective of that idea that hey we really are not alone here we got these other groups that that we come from the same neighborhoods often Mm -hmm. same backgrounds uh you know a a a little kid or a little girl from from uh um the neighborhood can either join the the marine corps or army uh or she can go into to sports, you know. So uh, we have a lot of similarities there. And, and then when we get out, we often have a lot of, you know, uh, brain injuries uh, and and some of the same the psych- loss psycho- of identity, the loss of identity, uh, some of that stuff. Obviously, with, with combat veterans, it, it it's a lot different because we, we were overseas and we saw some horrific stuff. Uh, but that warrior ethos is still very very present in, in both both of our populations here yeah exactly exactly i think uh one thing too that, that really stood out and i and i very similarly viewed it the same way too when i first came on board with mvp of kind of like yeah with, with sir gripe and stuff but uh so i i got it, uh, involved in some of this work you know uh, after a couple of suicide attempts and realizing that that my story could possibly help others and so uh, for me, at least, I never wanted anybody to ever feel as low as I did when I was at my lowest. And once uh, once I started to understand the athlete populace a little bit better, that really showed that, you know, it d- doesn't matter how you got your trauma, whatever that might be and stuff. We're not we're not going to, you know, get into a measuring contest of whose trauma is worse. Uh, the whole point of it was that we're suffering these traumas together or similar, the same symptoms and stuff why are we suffering these and enduring them on our own when we can have you know, we can have our battle buddies or our teammates this uh, locker room environment or this barracks kind of environment again where you have that support system <clears throat> and it really just showed 
it, it was like, hey, like, you don't care how you got it. You're suffering this. Let's figure this out together. Right. And uh, and it really just brought me back down to say, hey, we're all people. And, you know, you don't just get PTSD from combat. PTSD can happen from anything and stuff. So uh, it was very opening, at least for me. Right. Definitely. Definitely. So we're very similar to these athletes. Let's talk about the coaches. The coaches I've noticed in these workouts and in, in these um, huddles, um, their stories are very passionate. Their stories are very unique. Um, coming from a, I guess you can say an elite status. And then all of a sudden, they're not elite anymore. They're basically, they, they call themselves, a, they have no uh, worth. That's what puts them in that same category as us. Let's talk about the coaches and how, how passionate they are and what they're giving back to the group and how they, they're they taking us under uh, under their wing, pretty much. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good point. Uh, let's back up just a little bit, John, because I think that one of the things that before we get to the coaches, coaches and what people are really going to, for people to really get it is, so our, our program, what we do is on Fridays here in Las Vegas at Extreme Couture MMA, mm-hmm. uh, which is... Uh, it, it was founded by Randy Couture, and he's part of our, our board uh, and an Army vet uh, like yourself. Um, so he, he founded Extreme Couture, and now he hosts uh, MVP uh, at, at his gym. So every Friday at 5 o'clock, we, uh, and it's hybrid, so 5.30 for, for virtual and 5 o'clock for in-person. We meet for an hour to do a, a workout with our coaches. Uh, and then from six o'clock to seven o'clock, we do a huddle. And uh, the best way to describe a huddle is imagine being around a, a, a fire pit or something like that, a bonfire after battle, and people are just kind of sharing their their stories, their triumphs, and and their struggles. Um, so it's a two-hour program. You can join us either virtually or in person. And uh, our 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 uh, organization has regions, and we f- fall under the uh, uh, Rocky Mountain, which is Arizona, Colorado, Nevada. Am I missing one? Utah. In Utah, that's right. I can't forget our our brethren at U- in Utah. But uh, yeah, go ahead, Isaac. Talk about the coaches a little bit. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, I think from the coaches' aspect, uh, something that they bring to the table. Is since most of our coaches, at least in, in the Las Vegas chapter uh, or in the mountain region, uh, mountain region, region <laughs> uh, would be that our coaches, a majority of them are former professional or uh, fighters, either active or retired, and most of them held uh, championship belts at one point or another or, or retired as champions. And so, uh, you know, it, it's, you know, we all see, you know, the Dwayne Johnsons and all this stuff out there. But once once you actually get to meet someone that, that's been up there and they're just as humble, down to earth as you are, uh, it, it's very the, the, the connection that's built from that and the, the inspiration uh, that comes from it. It just it's like hey, like they're just like me, or they or they want to be just like me. Or I want to be just like them. Um, I think it's it's very humbling to see just how how you said you know they went from the top to kind of now they're just at your equals or peers and not in a negative kind of way anything like that but having them from their status just relate to us on, on our level is it's, uh, it's very humbling i guess and you know just seeing how how they struggle through it when you find out hey man you went from being a world champion to now you, you know you potentially had a, a suicide attempt or you 
know, you lost everything you built up and now you're rebuilding again. You're realizing that that was only one step in your life and that, that wasn't really your purpose, or at least that was only your purpose up to that point. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's pretty incredible. And on top of that, just the, the caliber of training that they provide for us is phenomenal. You know, we're able to adapt to whatever it is your disability may be. Uh, you know, our workouts, we're not we're not there to create professional fighters by, by any means. We're not trying to get you back in service or nothing like that. The point of these workouts are for us to, to get a little sweat on, um, connect a little bit, you know, get those feel-good endorphins being released, and just ultimately connect with everybody else, uh, kind of as, you know, kind of bleed together uh, mentality and sweat together mentality going on from that. And say, hey, like, you just went through what I went through. Like, I'm willing to, to drop my guard just a little bit more. And uh, ultimately, as, as humans, you know, we all seek to belong to, to something and to belong to a tribe. And that, that's one of the other great things that MVP provides is, is this tribe for for everyone that's kind of in their transition that's lost it doesn't know where they want to go with yet in life and uh we provide that that safe space for for everyone right yeah and then to add to that too i think one of the 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 really really neat things about it is that as combat veterans we have a philosophy you know whether you come from from the marine corps you know we have our core values our history i mean everybody every marine <clears throat> Yeah, that's right. And I'm outnumbered. I'm a, I'm <laughs> army. I've got two Marines with an army guy. That's right, man. But but even in, you know even soldiers they they know when the Marine Corps was founded, where it was founded. Like everybody in the in in, in the in in the military uh, knows the philosophy of of just how we were founded. Uh, not just the Marine Corps, but but all, all branches. Our strategy, you know, like what we do, how we do it, and all of this stuff. There's a lot of philosophy behind uh, going to war and everything, right? And and similarly with with professional athletes, they bring a philosophy as well. Uh, Tim Lane, one of our one of our coaches, does a really wonderful job, as all as all the coaches do. Uh, but what Tim does is he incorporates a lot of his philosophy of fighting uh, when he's when he's training us and we're doing these workouts and then they what we found is that when we talk about these things these philosophies of of combat because uh, he was a, a former uh, world championship uh, kickboxer uh, when when he talks about these these philosophies while he's coaching us uh, they bleed over to the huddle so we can talk about what it's like to be in a position that we don't want to be in and how we are able to get out of it because martial arts at the end of the day is based on a lot of philosophy the obstacle is the way the yes. exactly there you go and that's you know we we have the these these discussions tim the coaches and and isaac and i about hey how, how are we going to run the, the the program today and uh it, usually they're only like a minute or two because we've 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 worked together for a really long time uh but the philosophies fit we can talk about the obstacle as a way in in combat sports or or on the mats and then how does that relate to us uh in the huddle and then ultimately what can our membership walk away with for whenever they are in a challenging uh, situation that they can think about what they learned at MVP. That's good. That's good. So the workouts themselves, um, I know I've been through them, but I know they change throughout the weeks. Um, what can we generalize or discuss what they're like? 
I mean, we do some warm-ups, calisthenics for probably a good 15, 20 minutes. And then we get into the workout that is based off of a, a philosophy. Um, and it really, it's molded around teamwork pretty much. Yes. Um, and it's molded around getting your sweat on, like you said, and bleeding a little bit together. And then getting a good workout and getting a little bit of training and structure in there. And then we cool off and everything. And it's also yoga based too, to, to work on your flexibility and get things in or get mental, so mentally strong as well. Anything to add to that? Um, yeah, definitely. Um, well, we, we try to, since we were initially founded uh, at Unbreakable Performance out in LA, which is a, is a MMA fighting gym owned by Jay Glazer as well. Um, we, our workouts were, were based around striking combinations and stuff like that, uh, anaerobic exercises. Um, as we started to evolve, you know, our, one thing in Las Vegas was that we wanted to expose our membership to different modalities out there. So we brought in the yoga, the qigong breathing exercises. Um, you know, the other thing is too, we, we, we like to get, get back to having fun. You know, um, so we do dodgeball at times, we do tug of war, but uh, the workout is really designed for us to just connect with one another. It's, uh, we're, we're not, again, we're not there to build fighters, nothing like that, but it's, we build that confidence of most military personnel, and I would have to imagine most uh, athletes, uh, once they get out of service or out of their sport, uh, they no longer have somebody on top of them telling them, hey, you got to wake up at zero dark 30 and, and start uh, getting out there and go PT and do whatever, or the, hey, you got training camp, you know, two, three times a day today and get out there and do this stuff on top of the fact that if we got out uh, due to an injury base you know most of us have kind of uh, a little bit by the wayside and so uh trying to get in there and do this intense workout that's not going to be fun by any means so it's like how do we start to rebuild ourselves and break out of this uh previous mold that we had of what working out is um, and just really teach people expose them to new modalities new things that could possibly uh, improve their life Right. and stuff so yeah i would say that that's kind of the workout aspect again we do modify the workouts you know for disabilities any kind that we have we, we get creative we're fortunate enough that we have a very large facility at, at extreme couture to use a lot of you know great equipment as well and just a, a ton of experience that's amazing chairman amazing coaches um and i'll tell you what it gets your heart rate up i've got my heart rate up to about 170 180 at times so it's a great workout um, and then after the workout, we transition into the huddle. So let's talk about the huddles and how intense those get sometimes. Actually, going back on the workout really quick, uh, we like to end our workouts doing a like mindful meditation practice so that yeah. way we can right. lower the heart rate, uh, you know, still have those feel-good endorphins being released, as well, but then start to get into that state of mind where now we can conversate and we don't want to be totally amped. In fact, that we're doing that, so we like to cool off a little bit, yep. a little mindful meditation breathing exercise or a guided um, savasana i believe is what they call it yep. yoga so um and then go into the, the huddles and um great thing about the huddles that that's where a lot of the magic happens with mvp um that's outside of what happens in between the huddles but uh, what's great about the huddles is it is a place of safety it's a place of privacy for us it's a place for all of us to share our stories whether they're good bad indifferent or service related uh or career related it's um a place for us to support uh, one another create opportunity to support one another and build each other up as well as you know it can be a spot for us to vent and let out all our demons and whatever it is uh, as i said you know we meet you where you're at 
you might be there and life is going 100% great for you, you know, and you're just there to connect and meet other uh, other individuals with similar backgrounds. Some of them, you know, they just literally got done with a, a suicide attempt and they're, they're holding on for hope and that's where, the, that's where they're coming to find their hope. Right. Um, you know, so it's, the, the huddle is definitely a very special place. And as I mentioned earlier, you know, you can process your, your, your traumas, you know, it, we can, we give suggestions, not need to do there. We just we talk about what what has worked or hasn't worked for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, That's the very unique part of it. It's yeah. making suggestions of what's worked for you and them, so they can take it and process everybody's input and make their best decisions off on the, for themselves. Oh yeah, hundred percent. And, and um, myself, coming from an addict background, I uh, you know it it wasn't until I made the choice that I wanted to get off all the opiates and stuff from from years of, of uh, opiate addiction it, it took me making that decision on my own to finally seek the help and the change in my life and so um, we realized that, that that's what needs to take place organically with MVP is the members need to figure out how to how to start to uh, want to make those choices on their own because you know, we, we can't make them drink the water or drink the Kool-Aid. <laughs> that's what I think is very unique about the um, support network of MVP. Um, I have no issues with clinicians, clinical psychologists. I mean, I'm a psychologist by trade myself, but in a PhD sense. Um, But a lot of veterans and some athletes maybe um, don't trust clinical psychologists because they haven't been downrange and have been hurt like we have. Um, So they don't understand that. So they don't have that trust base there yet. So this support group of a bunch of veterans that have been downrange is what other veterans trust and that's why they come to this a network because they want to hear what other veterans have been have, have done or tried to been through now that doesn't say that clinicians don't have a job because of this mvp but they do but what they're trying to the support group provides people that ability to say hey we've been through this we know what works for us and that's what um we're able to get through and get through this situation and then we can possibly, if it's too bad, we can guide them into that clinician eventually um, or help them in some way. That's what's really unique. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, when you sit down and you look at, at our demographics as, as far as, as our membership base, and that's, uh, that's the fact that, that you, you're going to have a wide range of, of people that, that, are in our, that are in our group. Right, we have uh, younger veterans. Uh, we have uh, professional athletes that are younger. We have some that are a little bit older. Uh, people that are different places in their career. People that have graduated, um, still trying to figure it out. Graduated and and have figured something out. People that are just getting started. So we, because of that, people are able to to share certain things. Uh, and typically within our population, we, we tend to be a lot more, um, we, we, we try to take the, the, the harder route sometimes, right? Because mm-hmm. that, that's, that's our natural aspect. Like, you know, we don't want the easy stuff. We want to we wanna do things that are a little bit harder sometimes. And sometimes those things really go against us. But because of our of our population, we, we were able to share certain things that have worked. And... And to kind of give you a brushstroke of, of what that looks like, you know, when you come in and if you share like that you have some type of struggles or something like that, uh, 
we're not sitting there trying to say, well, this is what worked for me, because I've been around a couple of, uh, of groups. I've worked at a different a bunch of different places here in in town, and I've I've sat in groups, and and uh, you know sometimes it's just you know you share a story of of you know suicide attempt or your struggle with with trying to get off of a certain type of, of substance or something like that and everybody wants to tell you what works for them and stuff like that that typically isn't the case at mvp people where will uh share some of their what has worked for them but it's not something where it's like hey if you do this this is, you'll you'll be out of it so it's very organic in that sense mm-hmm. that people uh, feel comfortable to share because they know that they're not going to get a plethora of people coming up to them and being like, hey, you, you got to do this. This is, you know, you got to no go pressure. here. Yeah, no yeah. pressure at all. No pressure at all. It's it's the example, you know, going back to some of some of uh, General Mattis's uh, leadership style is, is just being that example. Um, and a couple other things that, that really work are... Um, Again, back to those philosophies that we implement, uh, that that we that we share in the group um, while while we're while we're talking, and one of the things that you often hear uh, in during our huddles is that, you know, a member will say either their first or second time, or their fortieth time. Uh, you often hear somebody say, "I've never shared this before. I thought I'd never would." I've never wanted mm-hmm. to talk about this and then they share something and I think the magic there is the fact that going back to the workouts is that they're very team oriented mm-hmm. you get that workout and now you're now you're sharing something and so you're more apt being building a trust more, building the trust and then also uh, you're a little bit more I don't want to say vulnerable because that's probably not the, the perfect word for that because I don't want to people to think that you come to our group you're going to be vulnerable and share all this stuff but you know you're you're a little bit more apt to want wanting to share and you're you're strengthened so vulnerability in, in many essences is strength yeah i think you're strengthened to the point where you're realizing you're as more similar than you thought you are to others and it's funny it's some some of our mottos is i'm different you know and our scars are earned um and with the uh the, the vulnerability so the uh, Part of the power with the huddle and stuff is the power of vulnerability that occurs during these huddles. And again, it's not like we're going to be vulnerable and we're going to violate you or anything like that. But it's it's through sharing and the realizing that we're we're not so different from one another, but exactly. we are different in life from, from the most right. the, the, the general populace. Um, it, it really brings that that brotherhood. And we're only one percent of the population, really. Oh yeah. 100%. That's, so, the, that's the statistic. Oh, I, 1%. I, I love talking about statistics stuff too, but just it's, it's unrealistic for this 1% of us to expect the 99% to convert to our way of thinking mm-hmm. and stuff. And unfortunately, um, I'm going to just put this one out here on the vets. Don't hate me, vets, but uh, I speak my mind. You know, mm-hmm. I think I think too many veterans have this entitlement mentality. Yeah. You're right. And that holds yeah. us back. And That's the biggest, honestly, with my research in transition, that's what my book's about. It's the entitlement mentality is the biggest struggle they have when they're transitioning into civilian life. You have to get rid of that yep. in order to make it easier transition. As well as as well as wanting to let go of the, of the identity. Mm-hmm. You exactly. Know? exactly. You're not you're not a soldier anymore. You're not a marine anymore. Yeah, you got to take a different mindset. Part of your life, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, it's and it's not an easy 
fantastic dude oh, no. it took me several years to start oh, no. to let go it's not easy at all and <laughs> everyone goes through the same struggle yeah. you're right let's talk about accountability in the huddles Ooh, that's good one. perfect <laughs> i did that off the top of my head i didn't even see your note <laughs> so, uh, I, so we have this uh we call it the abcs um that we discuss in our huddle and we don't generally say abcs but uh behind it is accountability belonging and uh commitment and confidence mm-hmm. so one of the things is with our workouts uh what we'll do like mma stuff is because it does allow us to to build up a certain um confidence level mm-hmm. to, you can improve upon so we can have some sort of measurability there uh the belonging aspect of course you know as i mentioned earlier we all want to belong to something to a tribe mm-hmm. uh and we provide that there at mvp uh, it's probably one of the largest components of mvp i like the word tribe i really do i think that's really brings out the visual of what mvp really is we are a, a tribe together Absolutely. really are really Absolutely. are yeah and then the uh, the accountability piece you know um we, we initially initially the A stood for autonomy and it might still stand for autonomy I'm just saying accountability though <laughs> but uh what I noticed early on was the first year of MVP you know there was a lot of venting a lot of just letting go of stuff and um you know some complaints and, and whatnot but it was just really taking out the trash emptying that empty you know emptying the glass and all that stuff so that way we can make room for these new uh, perceptions and new thoughts and, and and different ways to to move forward in our life uh but it, it got a little stagnant and we realized like how do we achieve these next goals in our life and you know it's, it's a little scary being out there and declaring a goal to somebody you know because then now the whole fear of uh, if i fail this you know people looking at me and the pressure and stuff so we uh, we started in with accountability of like with some small uh measurable tasks something that you've wanted to do or, or start doing again that we can get that going so that way we can build into uh, a larger goal setting and stuff you know mvp is as i mentioned just peer-to-peer support uh, in short however though you know through the evolution and through our network and support system and everything you know we've found out that we can we can uh, add different areas a, a 2.0 version i guess on how to hit those next steps in life mm-hmm. uh especially again because you know we don't um as you were talking about like the whole clinician side uh, it's a turnoff for most of the vets, and I'd imagine the athletes and everything, uh, to include myself. You know, I, I still go. I, I know it's got its purpose, but um, I was not so open to attending that kind of stuff earlier on. So, I'm getting sidetracked now. <laughs> no, it's a, it's a, we have time. So the, what do we gotta do? So the, the accountability aspect is just really a, is a good way for us to start to get into goal setting um, and it, it, reaching those larger, uh, the, the larger goals in life. And so something small and a way for us to, to not go back into our hiding into our hole and stuff uh, and a way to stay connected to the rest of the group mm-hmm. as well as you know we all want to we all want to celebrate our wins so if it's even if it's something small and silly or even just the, the demonstration of commitment of just being to the group you know it, it's, it's it speaks volumes it's a commitment of self and to the group exactly really. yeah and, and you know through through accountability really you, you gain autonomy people don't think that but that that's the way it is too you know and the sense of belonging i mean i, I can tell you that this guy here i met him while he's pointing would, to isaac yeah everybody. He's pointing isaac, isaac. yeah, yeah i forgot we're not, we're not on, on video we're not on the joe rogan <laughs> podcast right. not, yet. <laughs> not yet not yet we're getting there we're getting there we will we shout will. out yeah. to joe yeah <laughs> uh so i mean i, I met isaac here um 
uh, through MVP and and we've become very close you know we, we've become brothers essentially uh, and and the thing is that you see that with a lot of our membership is they gained this like you said the tribe and it really does feel like a tribe uh, where you meet people that are on different uh, different mentalities than you or think differently but they really appreciate being along alongside you you know I, know I know that one one discussion that we did have um a couple years ago is when everybody was taking a knee or sitting down for the national anthem we had one of our uh, prof former nfl players who's a member uh, wanted to talk about that and we all sat around and talked about the differences of, of our of, of what we thought about that but we came out of that really respecting each other because we were able to see the the, yeah. the like where the source of of your frustration or your ideology is and, and when you get to understanding you really respect that and that's one of the things that that is great about our program is the fact that that you you're going to see people that are really good friends that typically maybe you know you wouldn't think it but that that's that's part of the program is the magic also is what happens when when we're not at the gym the connection the belonging that these these guys and gals uh do on their own after we leave the program so right definitely definitely so we talked about workouts we talked about the huddles um let's talk about some of the activities in between the meetings cool yeah um Okay, awesome. So activities between the meetings is, uh, well, we, uh, when we first started off, you know, we were shooting from the hip. <laughs> uh, no denying that. Um, you know, it just kind of, it was an opportunity that was offered and we just ran with it. Uh, you know, when Hurricane Harvey happened back in uh, 2017 uh, out in Texas, uh, a few of us got together and we went out there and we did search and rescue operations. Uh, half our team split it up and did uh, logistics and the other half did uh, the search and rescue on the boats wow. uh, out there. It was a great, great time for us. And, and it was, you know, we had the epiphany right there that we realized that it was like what we were missing uh, in our healing was serving something above ourselves and getting back to serving our communities and stuff so from there you know we learned the lesson and unfortunately after that is when the round 91 shooting stuff happened too that uh we realized that we definitely needed to incorporate community uh into into our healing into our transition and that you know uh, in our healing that it's you can't really I, I could be wrong on this but from my understanding you can't really approach it to try to like target like here's the one thing that's wrong with them let's try to heal this part you know the psyche doesn't work that way it, it's it's complex so we have to address it from all avenues, or at least as many as we can. And one of the big avenues that I feel is often missed is the family. Um, the family doesn't understand the veteran or the athlete, and the veteran, you know, feels like the family obviously doesn't understand them either. So, yeah. and so they struggle to to uh, grow together, transition together. One might grow, and the other one is left with the with the old snapshot of what they were, and it's hard for them to accept this, this the new individual that they face. So they go back into this. Uh, I guess tormented cycle I would imagine so uh, excuse me um, <laughs> just lost it okay uh, he's trying to think yeah let's talk about your mental uh, health yeah, oh. right. <laughs> so, the, the family aspect so we really wanted to incorporate bringing the families as well so they can 
one see that MVP is a support system that they want their their uh, their loved one to be a part of, but as well as for us to help uh, the family members or the loved ones to to have their place to understand. Uh, help them uh, help them out as well because yeah, you know, support structure exactly so it's so the support structure for the support structure yeah and uh it, it, it's very key so some of the things we started to doing out uh, doing out in the community was that we did do some cleanup projects uh we did some spartan races some tough mudder stuff uh actually bruno just ran this last spartan race with, with some nice. of our members yep um you know we do these barbecues we do these hikes yeah i'm gonna say there's hikes there's barbecues there's um they talked about kayaks the other day they're yep. talking about all the members dig in and offer different things in between to, for members to do to socialize to keep their minds busy and give them activities to help them heal yeah and, and then if you want to like even step back a bit further if you are somebody trying to look from the outside in the whole idea is uh when we talk about our families right when we talk about um uh, our our everything that 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 is associated with a, with a combat veteran or a professional athlete uh, the things that we don't see right the wife the children the husband what have you right and the whole idea is uh, for that family member or that support structure that that individual has or the responsibilities that they have outside of of just them showing up to MVP is for them to be able to say, you know something, it's Friday, mm-hmm. 5 o'clock, you should go to MVP because it's really helping you out. And that, I, I know for a fact that a lot of members have said that, that you know some of their wives or, or husbands are like, hey, you got to gotta go to mvp today don't forget to do that and you know they'll, they'll support them and the beautiful thing is that they do that because they see the impact and the change in that the combat veteran or the, the, the athlete when they come home um you know i know that one of the one of our members now his wife you know makes sure that that you know he gets he has you know workout equipment and everything covid he, he gained a little bit of weight and everything and his wife is like hey you really got to go to MVP. This is doing really good for you. You're being able to work out. You're being able to do a bunch of stuff that you typically don't do while you're just sitting here at home. And uh, so that that's kind of like looking a little bit further back, how it impacts not just the combat veteran, but the family structure. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And how, how that, that environment at their home is a lot more peaceful too because of these things that we're able to do yep let's talk about you just said something a key word there which sort of segues into our next thing covid huge i mean march 2020 covid happened and you guys stepped up and provided virtual sessions talk about that and to be clear at that time i wasn't working with emerging veteran players i was uh, yeah, I was I was at home just like everybody else. So Isaac uh, and Noel and, and all of MVP, but um, you know I, Isaac is really the face of, of of MVP here in Vegas. So I'll let him talk about that. To, to be clear, that he's the one that really put the the, the his uh, front foot forward to 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 bring MVP to, to everybody, and I'll let him talk about that. Thank you, brother. I just did what I was told. <laughs> so, um, actually, so um, just finishing up on the communities and everything like that, and also back into the huddles and all that, was MVP is a great first step. 
and we, we bring in a, a lot of support systems, a lot of networks, a lot of our members run other uh, other organizations and stuff like that. And one of the things that I love about MVP is is this is this first step. You know, by no means do I think MVP is the one stop shop cure all. I don't think there's anything like that mm-hmm. at all. But it, it is it is an amazing first step. And because of that, and because our uh, wide um, um, the wide spectrum of members that we have and their backgrounds uh, we are we do get the privilege to be exposed to lots of other kinds of uh, activities and, and, and connections and stuff like that so um, you know for us well we're, we're all about what works for you and if it's not MVP let's get you let's get you connected with what works for you if you if you need a higher level care let's get you to that yep. higher level care let's get you ready for that if anything um, going into the whole COVID stuff you know when, when this happened you know we we definitely immediately identified uh right before it happened that uh that you know things were going to get shut down and how were we gonna still serve uh, our membership uh during this time you know a lot of our membership uh, does struggle with severe mental health issues and a, a lot of depression suicide ideations so we knew that isolation of course is not going to improve that so we had to find a way to stay connect with them and we're very fortunate that today's technology does allow that uh, and we utilized the, the Zoom platform. Uh, and so we we initially started off with our New York chapter. We had just launched the, the opening of it the week before the, the COVID shutdown. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we can't go in there creating a bunch of hope for people and then all of a sudden crushing their dreams and stuff by closing our doors. And uh, so we were able to keep, keep our doors open with the Zoom platform. But what, what was even more amazing from that was how much it now that now removed the barrier of entry to our physical locations. Now we're able to service, you know, the, the entire nation. We have we have members that actually join us from Mexico, some in Spain, some in Australia. It's, it's a pretty cool thing is, to, to witness. Is that. Las Vegas the only one that does virtual? No, no. Uh, all, all our chapters run virtually. Okay. Um, we are in the midst of, of possibly changing up some of that. We might have it run regionally or something like that. Uh, but after the virtual came the hybrid sessions that, that evolved from that as well. Once uh, once some of the COVID uh, restrictions started to lift and members were allowed to start coming back into the gyms, you know, we had to at that point, it's like we can't shut down the virtual now because we have opened the, the, the floodgates per se. Mm-hmm. And we can't, you know, it wouldn't be right to close the doors to those members that participate um, from, from other regions. Uh, but we still needed uh, to do due diligence for our members here uh, in the physical. It's really unique how other regions are sharing and coming to our session yeah. in Vegas. And our people are going to other sessions just to see other athletes and other veterans from other regions. It's kind of unique. Oh, de- definitely. And that does, you know, uh, the cross-platform uh, talk that occurs is huge as well because now, you're, you know, you some, pe- some of our members are moving, have moved from another area, and they're more comfortable with certain things. So this allows them, uh, our membership, to get as much of MVP as they want or need you know if, if one day is not enough then cool then they can join in other chapters you know the, the whole thing is that when you go to MVP you're going to experience MVP at every region mm-hmm. and you're not just going to get it by the chapter so you know we encourage our members to reach out to the other uh, the other chapters get involved with them and figure out you never know like what you're going to hear or how your presence in their chapter might uh, help save somebody exactly as well exactly i think that's unique as far as technology has allowed us to share with others in other places and locations and be connected with them as well so that's, that's yeah. awesome yeah COVID it, or the the zoom platform has has almost uh doubled our, our outreach uh footprint 
Yeah, I agree. I right. Agree. And then if you also look at just our coaching aspect of it, right? So the coaches are also being very heavily involved in providing these, these workouts. So you're getting a coach from, from a professional athlete. Um, uh, you're getting this training at your house while, while the whole world is shutting down. You're, you're still being able to get that first rate um, workout and then that huddle aspect of it. Obviously, there's a couple of obstacles with a huddle that is not in person and all this other stuff, but you're still getting the workout. You're still getting that connection uh, because you, you are being connected virtually. We're still being able to kind of let it out. If you know, you're, you're being bothered by having to stay home, you just thought about something today and you know, maybe, maybe you're going through a depression, getting that body movement moving and then talking about it is it, it makes a world of a difference you know and that's one of the things that we often tell our members is you, you got to get active you know you got to work out you got to do something because that helps right right and our, our our virtual workouts are run 30 minutes versus the hour uh, that we do in person um you know th- there is a, a science behind all that too as well you know that that magic number of how much do we need to work out or how much is overkill? You know, we don't want to slay anybody, but at 30 minutes, you still get the same effects at the full hour. Uh, it's just a little easier on our trainers and the membership because you're, um, you know, in person, we have a couple transitioning pieces happening. And so if we do a full hour virtually, it'd be, it'd be probably pretty tiring, a little bit yeah. too much. So. <laughs> I agree. I've done both. Uh, let's talk about some demographics. Demographics. Um, I can bring up some numbers that I have right here. Um, key numbers that were on the website. Um, if you want to start that out, I don't know if you have anything first, but um, it says here program 90 95% reported high levels of satisfaction in the program. Um, participants, a thousand plus participants over five key cities. And you said there's two more key cities that are coming? Yeah, Seattle is actually opening April 14th next week. Uh, and Dallas will be opening at the end of the year. And five original key cities were Los Angeles, Atlanta, Las Vegas, New York, and Chicago. Um, retention, 92% of the members who are retained. Um, so that's high retention rate. High retention rate. Um, hours is 9,965 program hours provided to participants. 90% of the participants attending four, four plus sessions. And resources, 90% reported high levels of satisfaction in their resources. That's pretty good uh, statistics there. What other demographics do you have? Yeah, well, you know, our program, because of our program, because of all the things that we talked about, obviously a lot of these numbers are going to be impacted that way. Um, so that's, that's, that just comes to, to show how, how we, you know, how impactful this is to, to our membership. Uh, essentially, uh, you know, most of our most of our membership is male, uh, and that's you know that's not intentional or anything like that. But uh, most combat veterans are male, uh, so we do really look for for females to come in and become part of our our program because they bring something special as well, and it also helps us men be better because they're at the program and they're sitting there with us sweating it out, sharing their story, and it, it greatly impacts mm-hmm. us to hear their story of, of their transition, of what it's like to, to, to you know, to, to be in the military as a female and all these other different things. So it really, it really strengthens, strengthens us uh, as, as men. 
the more perspectives we get, more perspectives. the stronger we become as a group and as individuals. Exactly, exactly. So, so uh, we do always look for ways to, to really ensure that that our our population and with our with our, the different genders are, are really you know um, are diverse. Uh, we have 16% uh, of females that we're, we're looking to increase, but you know. That's just the, the, the nature of, of what it's like to be in professional sports or, or, or uh, combat uh, or in the military, you know, so that, that's kind of representative of that. Um, and then we're pretty diverse as far as our group is concerned uh, uh, ethnically. So we have a wide range of people from uh, first generation to, to all sorts of different people to immigrants that... that that joined the military and 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 now are are in our program. So that that's that's pretty representative of, of not just the city that we live in, but but also our our program and the military as well, uh, and with professional uh, athletes as well. All uh, branches of service too. All branches of this, except I think we don't have anybody from the Space Force, right? Uh, Space Force. <laughs> we will, uh, yeah. though. We will at some point. Soon enough, we will, I'm sure. Soon uh, enough. And, and our age varies, too. You know, we our youngest member, I believe, was 22, 23, up to our oldest member, I believe, was 82. Uh, he was a former prisoner of war in, in Vietnam and stuff. But uh, so our, our demographics definitely range at a very wide scale from all branches of service to all sports we have olympians we have football players we have mma fighters we have some soccer players we have baseball players a few basketball players uh, and we're definitely uh, opening the doors to as many of the former pro athletes as possible as well too uh, so just hoping that everyone gets out there and uh, shares their stories um, you mentioned earlier about the um, the retention rate was really high uh, i strongly believe that has to do with uh the belief that the, that the membership has for the organization, but also that um, you know at MVP we don't we don't give anything out. You know we, we mentioned about the entitlement mentality and stuff, and so for our members, you know they, they come in they want to be part of our tribe and stuff. They have to earn their right to be part of the tribe. Our member our our program is free, uh, you know completely free. You just have to sign up on the site, you know fill out the demographic stuff. So when we try to make everything. We, anything that we do, we make it as uh, cost-effective as possible, or we provide it free. But the actual programming hours itself is free for our membership. So with that, you know, it takes you nothing to come in and stuff. But showing up that demonstrates a high-level commitment to yourself and to the group. And so we uh, we earn our gear uh, as we go into the program. And um, and I think that that re-earning something and kind of instills that new pride and confidence again. That's where I believe that the power retention is really kicking in for our group. And we couldn't do that with the help of our sponsors and all the all the support from all the communities and everything. So we want to thank them right now. You know, thanks for all their support. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, we, we have a ton of sponsors, so uh, we, we definitely got to thank them uh, for for everything because they, they really do help out with the group. A couple a couple more statistics is that eighty percent of our participants uh, say that. Uh, because of our programming and because of people that share some of their stories, they're more apt to going to get mental health treatment as well. So that's really important mm -hmm. uh, because we, we provide an avenue to, to break down that barrier for them, whether it's a mental barrier of, you know, I, I don't go see anybody at the VA or, 
mental health professional because I'm not broken and I'm this and I'm that. So when you hear, you know, somebody, some of our members that are total badasses talk about their appointments at the VA and how it's helped, um, you know, it's it's more it's more open for them to be able to to go seek that treatment for themselves. So that's that's a really impactful one. And also, we we do provide these wide range of of, of resources such as mindfulness, uh, yoga, breath breathing techniques that, that we provide uh, with some of our partnerships in the community that typ- typically we don't yeah typically a lot of our membership they're not they're not accustomed to it so we provide that uh, like with with Chi United uh, Damon D'Amato that, that that's a part of our program and he definitely helps us out a lot with providing these Wim Hof ice dunking and stuff I'm a big fan of that I think Isaac is too right smart recovery program coming as well now too can't read your smart bro <laughs> you said smart you already said it you already said the plug yeah. uh, we got to thank uh, extreme couture as well oh, yeah. 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 definitely yeah. Yeah. the gym support is amazing and the coaches oh yeah you know Zappos they provide our shirts which is uh, a huge uh, recruitment retention tool for us but you know it, it signifies that you've been that you've made it into the tribe and stuff um, you know as mentioned we earn our gear um, you know, we've had Bellator, uh, Fox Sports. We had several of the, uh, of the NFL teams. Yeah. The NFL I'm, itself. I'm reading all, all of them right now. It's, oh, yeah. ama- it's amazing support the structure. <laughs> it's huge. Yeah, I just got to say about Extreme. I mean, not only did I, did, when I joined the, the program, not only did I join or did I become part of, of MVP, but I also grew a family with, with Extreme Couture. I mean, my, my kid goes to work out there. Uh, every once in a while, uh, before this last UFC fight with Francis Ngannou versus Stipe uh, Miocic, is that you know Francis works out at the gym. You know, one of our original coaches uh, was uh, Eric uh, Nixick. Is was uh, Francis one of Francis's coach? Um, who also so earned coach of the year. Who also owned coach coach of the year. Um, so you know, I go to this gym, and you have these, these UFC fighters that are that are training alongside, uh, alongside you, uh, you know, in different mats and stuff like that. And the beautiful thing about the gym is that it's a very, it feels like it feels like a home. You know, you're walking in, and it's, you would think that these these fighters are are cocky and and all of this and probably intimidating and they're not i mean they're they're as humble and as friendly as anybody else and uh you know coming to this gym and, and having them open the door for us is, is just amazing and my, my my kid loves going there she does jiu-jitsu sometimes she'll try to choke me out but i'm about 150 pounds more heavier than her so it's harder for her but she's she's trying though you know she's you she's getting it watch out for the day she does yeah <laughs> never <laughs> all right so uh, we've talked about a lot today. We've talked about a lot. Is there anything else we need to talk about? Um, I would just say, you know, we got to keep hope alive. We got we got to figure out what that is for us. And ultimately, you know, you have to want it. And, you know, ask yourself: Does it hurt bad enough yet? You know, are you willing to to, to are you willing to be unwilling or? Yeah, I think I said that right. <laughs> TBI, folks. I totally agree. I totally, I totally agree. Uh, but no, I, I do. You, you got to be wi- you got to be willing to push more, go farther, and never give up. Definitely, you never know. give up. Never give up. There's always a way, and f- there's always a way to figure it out. 
Oh, yeah. If it was easy, it wouldn't be worth having, you know. I always say that life is like a roller coaster. You're always going to have your ups and downs. And some days are going to be more bearable than others, but there's always a way to get through it. Oh, you yeah. just some, and you got to get rid of that ego and you got to find have friends that to give you that support structure. And you got to surround yourself with good people. Yes. Good people. And you got to find them. Oh, yeah. And I think MVP is a great place to find that. Oh, yeah. You, you definitely have to put the work in for it. You know, by no means. Are we going to do the work for you out there if you're no. listening and stuff? Uh, this is for you to do your own work. We're there to help guide in your journey and stuff, but not do the work for you. Um, you know, uh, you're not what happened to you. That's what I was going to say. Exactly. Uh, there you go. Just keep in mind, you're not your diagnosis. You're not what happened to you. And uh, it, it can be done. Don't give up out there, you know. Exactly. Keep this hope alive. Exactly. And yeah. always talk to somebody. Talk yeah. to Progress, not perfection. There you go. That's one of our mottos there. And and essentially, one of the biggest things that that I've seen is how people are able to grow uh, from from their experiences. And that's one of the things that that we harp on a lot is, okay, you you went through something. Good. What are you learning and how are you implementing change? What are you learning and what are you changing? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. How are you growing because of it because of your experience one of the things that we often say also in the, in the huddle is you can have the mentality of things happen to you or things happen for you how are you not going to let it happen again right and and what are you learning from i mean exactly. it's a valuable lesson you, you failed good <laughs> what did you learn teachable yep. moments exactly so and essentially that's that's the bread and butter of our of what we do is is that belonging that 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 brotherly sisterly bondship that that we have and and uh being there and working your ass out and guess what you're gonna sweat i'm gonna sweat and then we're gonna go over there and these mats and we're gonna talk and then we're gonna we're gonna get on with our life and and our significant others are gonna love us better and we're gonna be better for them uh and you're gonna have people that that rejoice in our triumphs exactly exactly so that that's what we do all right and if anyone has any other questions or, or anything uh, they're curious about the organization, you know, I highly encourage everyone to visit us at vetsandplayers.org. That's vetsandplayers.org. You beat me to it. I was getting ready to say it. <laughs> and, and, you know, definitely want to give a shout out to our, our local sponsors and stuff, all our sponsors, but, you know, the Raiders, the Las Vegas Golden Knights, uh, the FC Lights. Go Knights, go. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. You know, and uh, shout out to, to the NFL Network, too, and uh, Mountain Primal, one of our main sponsors, too, so. I say thank you all. We do appreciate it uh, a whole lot. Absolutely. All right. All right. So I guess that'll wrap it up. I really appreciate Bruno and uh, Isaac for uh, coming out and visiting the veteran doctor today. Um, My name is Dr. John Heinzelman. I will uh, thank you guys again for coming out and we'll sign out and I'll talk to you next time. Thank you. Thank you. I am alright There's something about the way you make me feel inside I'm counting down the days till we fly away Heading to the sun, only you and me I don't wanna waste another day Being stuck here in this place No, I wanna hold your hand in mine Watch the sunset in your eyes Baby, I wanna still act like we are 22 Play songs on the radio too loud
escape and here we are Driving narrow streets in a rusty car Leading to the sea, think we're getting close We should take a pick, baby, strike a pose oh, I remember every day that I spent right here with you Yeah, you are the one who makes me feel I feel as good as I do Baby, I wanna still act like we are 22 right now Just let go, lose control, play songs on the radio too loud This could be magical you want to be part of something bigger? Do you want to help veterans? Have you thought about helping the veteran doctor? As you may already know, the focus of the veteran doctor is to improve your knowledge on veteran-centric topics. The research and information dissemination process can be daunting with the maintenance of literature, books, websites, blogs, podcast episodes, and other administrative necessities. This ultimately takes time, resources, and marketing to reach and support veterans, as well as their very diverse needs. We are so excited about the process of podcasting and the potential impact it can have on the veteran population. To keep going and improve this podcast, we would tremendously be grateful to anyone who can support us in our expansion and growth. We are looking to enhance this podcast quality and would find it more manageable with a bit of support. So if you think you're receiving a few dollars a month worth of entertainment, we would greatly appreciate you investing in The Veteran Doctor. We offer different rewards for different pledge obligations, So please see what may fit your budget. Once again, we appreciate your support. And from all the veterans out there who benefit from this podcast, I'm sure they appreciate your support too. Every program must establish a goal and milestones to determine what is going to be done with the funding. The first goal we're going to reach is a monthly pledge of $500 collectively. The milestones are, number one, help pay for ongoing production costs, hosting fees for websites, blogs, and podcasts. Number two, help purchase rewards for patron supporters. Number three, offset marketing costs for websites, blogs, and podcasts. And number four, help buy new equipment and technology to improve podcast sound and quality. There are different rewards for each monthly donation amounts. The donation amounts range from $1 to $50 a month. The rewards include one or more of the following items listed depending on the level of monthly donation. Some examples of the rewards may consist of, number one, a thank you on the show or website, Number two, a thank you email. Number three, early access to new episodes. Number four, show swag, t-shirts, bumper stickers, lapel pins, and a pen. Number five, a patron can read a short message on the show. Number six, call in as a special guest. And number seven, a patron can determine a show topic. 
So if you think you're receiving a few dollars worth of uh, entertainment, come on down and support the veteran doctor. As veterans, we have a lot of questions when it comes to transitioning out of the military. Or are you already out of the military and having trouble reintegrating? Are you having issues finding veteran resources? Or do you just want to learn more about veterans? Well, the Veterans Resource and Transition Guide may just be the solution for your issues. This book is available on Amazon.com and is in both ebook or paperback. It is a book written to help veterans with research, knowledge, and resources with their transition back into civilian life and beyond. Our society's current problem demonstrates that many veterans, as they transition out of the military, do not have the knowledge, training, or resources to reintegrate back into society properly. They do not know where to go, what to do, and do not even have a sufficient plan to survive. The purpose of this guide is to provide a one-stop and quick reference source of research, knowledge, and resources for veterans to easily reference to give veterans a better understanding of the dynamics of veteran issues, educate veterans on the process of transitioning out of the military, what to do once they get out, develop a plan, and provide resources to help make life a little easier during and after that transitional experience. Additional information has been added for our survivors' benefits for surviving widows, and a military 101 class to help educate the civilian workforce on military culture and lifestyle. The guide's additional intent is to make it a living document by taking input from readers and providers on information and resources, providing an annual update to veterans on the ever-changing and developing process of transitioning and resources. This guide will provide resources of knowledge to veterans, helping guide them through their transitional journey. So grab yourself a copy today and get those resources you so deserve. Do you want to learn more about me? Maybe you uh, want to learn more about my new book or future books. What about our new veteran blog? Do you want to learn more about the veteran doctor? Well, my website may be your solution. My author website is up and is available for viewing at www.johneheinzelman.com. That's J-O-H-N-E-H-E-I-N-T-Z-E-L-M-A-N.com. This site will provide you with the latest and greatest information on me, my latest literary works, future works, my veteran blog, and this podcast, Veteran Doctor. A unique feature available on the website is the Veteran Blog. The Veteran Blog provides veterans with the latest up-to-date information on veteran-specific topics that affect everyday life, whether challenging or life-enhancing. The purpose of this site is to keep veterans informed and help improve knowledge quicker and on-demand. Subscriptions are available in monthly, weekly, and unlimited access depending on the veteran's informational requirements. The feature of this site will include special features, video, classes, depending on the subscriber access level. Please check it out and try our seven-day free trial.
So as this week's episode comes to a close, we hope you enjoyed the information you gained on The Veteran Doctor. Remember, we welcome feedback on this podcast to help improve our quality and content. Or if you have any new ideas, please send them to info at johneheintzelman.com. That's J-O-H-N-E-H-E-I-N-T-Z-E-L-M-A-N.com. I hope you come back and visit us on our next episode. So until next time, take care, be safe, and enjoy your week. Have a good one.